Welcome, everyone, to the Loki Podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Happy Friday, Pete. Hello, Matt. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to our listeners here, bringing you our very first Loki Podcast by Fantastic Geek. Got a new date that the series is going to drop. We've had some new looks here and super excited. We get this little respite from uh, Disney Plus Marvel TV over the next couple weeks and then bang right back at it. Yeah, these surprising news, uh, Pete, that I think we had somehow stumbled into the last time that we spoke about the, uh, the summertime Marvel calendar and the Disney Plus calendar, um, but otherwise unforeseen. Uh, that a couple days ago, Tom Hiddleston uh, announced on the YouTubes and socials, media, etc., um, that not only would the premiere episode of Loki be pushed back two days to June 9th, a Wednesday, Push, pushed but, ahead, baby, pushed uh, pu- ahead, pu- pushed ahead, pushed back. Pete, it's all it's all relative, it's all time variance and whatnot. But that the entire series will be released on a su- succession of Wednesdays. Pete, as Tom Hiddleston said, uh, Friday is out. Wednesday is the new Friday. It is, and obviously, a move to avoid coinciding with the Friday, um, July 9th release of Black Widow, both in theaters and on uh, Disney. What is that? Disney Premiere? Premier Access? It's the Premier Access for Disney Plus, which is quite a mouthful. Like when you compare, yeah. for example, a Warner Brothers commercial like. Mortal Kombat, releasing this Friday in theaters and HBO Max. You go, oh, okay. And then with this, it's like, with Black Widow, it's like, uh, you know, releasing July 9th, Black Widow, releasing July 9th in theaters and with premiere access, extra purchase on Disney+. Plus. Because they, I My think... wife had just asked me before we sat down the podcast here, Matt, about Cruella. And she said, is, is that going to be on Disney+. Plus?" And do you have to pay extra? I said, yes, you're going to have to pay extra unless you wait it out. And and that's, I mean, listen, you and I and uh, Black Widow, like, that's a, that's a done deal. Um, I decided long ago, like, all right, I would pay X amount of dollars to be able to watch a movie in my own home with my own refreshments um, and to control that experience as opposed to door opening and light being cast all over the thing and covid and other nonsense we usually put up with with our three letter uh theater monopoly down the street um so that is what it is so you've got the black widow thing and obviously they're choosing to avoid that we had speculated it all right would they like with Mandalorian, you know, shift it just that week, a couple days ahead. And then, you know, you, so you get one sooner and then there'd be a little bit of a gap. I like that they've moved the whole day and that you're going to settle into this. I mean, it's amazing to see too, Matt, the cross chatter on social media, like, ah, oh, this, this screws up my Fridays now. Well, it's funny. First of all, um, the notion uh, I, first of all, I read an article that was like, 
explaining why they moved Loki to Wednesdays. And it was like, uh, hello, it's Black Widow. And the article, like, <laughs> took way too long to get to the fact that you don't wow. want two Marvel properties on the exact same day. However, and, and Pete, I would name the website if I remembered. I was, I was half disgusted. But then it did raise a couple interesting points, which is, um, I guess... A, some concern of over, uh, of Friday overlaps between Star Wars The Bad Batch and Loki. While I personally, if I'm in charge of programming Disney+, Plus, I'm not that worried. I'm not saying that the audiences are right. dissimilar. Um, but I kind of get you. If you, 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 if you think get both in one day. Like, it's not... Yeah. Um, but then add to it, um, there was... Uh, for life of me, I can't remember what the show was. But there was some, there were some things that in this country are on Hulu which in other countries are on the uh, star tile on Disney Plus that come out on Fridays. Um, and I'm blanking on what it is at the moment. But Hulu's Wednesday, though. Well, I, th- I think whatever the show was, it at least it was being postulated that it'll be out on Fridays this summer. Regardless, I think the overall notion that, let's say... Uh, that Disney Plus is going to be um, having a major factor on Fridays with Bad Batch and social media. Uh, let's say that it will certainly for Black Widow that weekend. The notion of you can kind of the article didn't say kind of win social media. I'm kind of feeding into it a little extra, but yeah. the notion that Loki can win social media on Wednesdays and Bad Batch or Black Widow, etc., can win uh, social media on Fridays for Disney Plus, and now you've gone from one day to two. Uh, you know, kind of was like, all right, fair's fair. I'm ready to pull this article apart because they're like, and maybe this the Black Widow movie, but along the way, they hit some good points. Yeah, and I could see it, but I think this makes the most sense. And rather than just shift around the movie for that particular week, you know, later in its run, um, and to throw people off kilt her all right just keep it to wednesdays and you know we win here because we we get it uh two days earlier we'll be talking about it sooner uh and it decreases our our little gap there a little bit other than the things we've been uh programming to bring you what we're calling uh buffet may here some other pieces you mentioned the bad batch we've done the the pilot episode we've podcast that we're going to podcast the second episode that comes out tomorrow uh this weekend we're going to do some uh, Superman and Lois. We're going to do a uh, little MODOK. We're going to do some Army of the Dead. We're going to do uh, some Star Trek stuff. We haven't quite settled in on what we'll do for the, the Star Trek week. But it's it's all leading up to Loki, Matt. And, you know, between the new date and these last couple trailers, like uh, June 9th can't come quick enough. And then add to it, you know, I think because of the, or first of all, because COVID upending all this entertainment stuff, obviously and upending much more important things but focusing on the uh, the entertainment sphere here with falcon and winter soldier and wandavision switching spots and then you know releases delayed and so on and so forth um i think it it has been possible for loki to fall a little bit by the wayside if only because you're going to promote the first show first and the second show second and then now loki um pete it had escaped my eyes until uh until very recently so Loki, you know, obviously starring Tom Hiddleston, uh, the show created by Michael Waldron, who has written a bunch of stuff, Rick and Morty, um, Heels, he's involved with the Doctor Strange sequel. Um, But then beyond that, the series directed by Kate Herron, the music composed by Natalie Holt, and then the cinematographer at Autumn Durald, 
Pete, I would venture to say, um, just back of the envelope math here, I don't know that I've ever seen an entire season of TV that was completely directed, shot, and scored all by women, which Loki is the one to do it. That's awesome. Well, get ready for it. And, uh, you know, based on the look of what we've seen, it's just going to be a rollicking, you know, really fun time. Uh, you know, on social media today, uh, one of our uh, pals posited, you know, all right, so WandaVision was this intense look at uh, grief and depression and how you push through that. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier was uh, PTSD and racism in America. And what will Loki be? And to that, I say everything else well and it's funny because thinking back to the movie going experience much of it mcu related but also some of the dc stuff and whatnot i feel like sometimes you sit down and you sit and say you know you know all right it's the new avengers movie or it's um you know so let's let's stick with that it's the new avengers movie well they need to give enough screen time to all these people and maintain all these stories. And what's the ratio of humor to seriousness to this, to that. And there's kind of all this pressure on it. Then you kind of go see Ant-Man and go, Oh, it's like a goofy guy and his power, you know, it's a cool power. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, you know, Iron Man can shoot missiles. It's not Dr. Strange can rewind time. And, you know, and on and on and kind of when that pressure comes off, you can have a little bit more fun. If Loki does not address serious social issues um i will be okay with that i think that wandavision took us in story directions that 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 previously certainly had not been explored in the mcu certainly became the the same for falcon the winter soldier i think looking ahead down the slate in terms of representation in terms of uh cultural nuance and so forth whether it's ms marvel whether it's you know hawkeye moon knight she hulk and so forth there's the potential there Uh, but i think for loki if the biggest mystery explored is, you know, the D.B. Cooper hijacking and surprise, it was Loki all along, uh, could make for a good song. I don't know. You know, but um, if that's the biggest mystery, I think that's OK. Sometimes you can you can take that step down and and it, it not somehow be an irresponsible or a flippant thing. Absolutely. The level to which this will be social commentary, I, I don't know that they'll quite reach for that now that being said could it be uh presented in such a way it certainly could um and you know the idea of theme not you know hitting you over the head yet still being present and when you look at the premise here it's funny between wanda falcon and the winter soldier and and now this you know this first trio all spun out of endgame all spun out of where did these characters wind up after that and then when we get to the next live action show with ms marvel will be a completely new character we're seeing for the first time and telling that story and now that we've had the uh announcement of captain marvel to the marvels and the very clear uh you know symbol from ms marvel and the inclusion there Um, that show at this point is like an iceberg beneath the surface. That thing is going to be a far bigger hit than people realize. Um, Particularly those who don't 
follow the the comic run of that character. But with Loki here as the last of this trio to come out of Endgame, you know, to be this really madcap fun thing, you know, the Time Variance Authority here under uh, Mobius M. Mobius, that, of course, the character played by uh, Owen Wilson, and I think really the perfect person to, uh, you know, really kind of counteract Tom Hiddleston's Loki and uh you know six episodes of this i think is gonna fly by i think it's gonna be uh super effervescent uh in terms of what they present and you know playing around with with time and the timelines and what things look like other ways and much like you know what we started pulling at the thread of with wandavision that'll ultimately get into both the Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness, you know, ways that things could be examined differently. And who knows what kind of character cameos, who knows what kind of things will open up as a result of this series. Particularly, you know, there is the... Feige is on the record as saying... Um, that definitely the Loki series ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as you said. So, like that, we, we I don't want to say we were burned, Pete, but we we had the wrong antennae up for WandaVision saying, "Hey, the WandaVision stuff is great. When's it going to connect to something else? You know, something bigger than Wanda or Vision?" And it was like, "No, no, no. We're keeping it focused on Wanda uh, and Vision." Indeed, Pete, in the last week. Uh, word came out i think it was let's see it was a it was in rolling it was on the rolling stone website it was a preview of their lengthy uh oral history of wandavision that they're still working on but there's a preview of it uh where it was said <laughs> that they had the de- everything was all set the script was written the deal was done to have dr strange in wandavision to have him pete as the source of the commercials and right. then the decision was made by Fiji and others then it becomes a Doctor Strange thing, and that's not the intent of it. So, though I kind of missed the sizzle there, game recognizes game. You kept it on. You, you kept it on focus. You didn't necessarily reach for the bag of candy. Okay, got it. Similarly with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where's Steve Rogers? Okay, that's we we thought it was in the background in the first episode. No, no, no. It was dispensed with. And if they're going to deal with that at a later point, it's not in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Meanwhile, with Loki, no, 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 it's somehow, as they're going through, presumably, different variances in time and whatnot. Pete, if you believe in the threat of variance, okay? Um, But as all this happens, okay, we can just say, it's going to feed into Doctor Strange 2. It's okay, the pressure's off. They're going to do it this time. (laughs) And I, I think the possibilities are as open as ever, given the nature of the character given the premise of the show here that you're going to take somebody who had died in their regular timeline, who uh, through the events of Endgame gets a hold of the Tesseract disappears. Oh, you'll see him in his own uh, Disney plus Marvel Studios show. And, and here we come to this and we're going to see these other versions. I mean, come on, Matt Mephisto. All right. Kid Loki, the these things are all possibilities. <laughs> um, 
but Mephisto will show up in the series. <laughs> well, and, and kind of that's the, that's the fun of it too. I think that I don't want to anyway portray WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as you know the the vitamins and the vegetables, and then you get to get to the fun stuff with Loki. But as a what was the what were the what was the Disney Plus offerings? What were the first three Disney Plus MCU show offerings? You can have all these different shades, and then the ability to have Loki be, you know, be be a much less uh, much less focused story than WandaVision was, uh, and a much less socially important story than Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. That's okay, and there's there's tons and tons of potential for that. And maybe that is maybe the whole time they were like, ah, oh, they're gonna think it's Mephisto, they're gonna think it's this, they're gonna think it's that for <laughs> for the first two shows, and then we're gonna be so tuckered out and be like, ha ha ha, Mephisto. And then what do they do at the end of Loki 104? Boom, I'm Mephisto, and we're gonna say, <laughs> I-, I called it, but also I only called it ironically because now it's a meme where every bad guy in every episode is somehow Mephisto. Well, tell me that he wasn't in uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll hang up and listen. Well, <laughs> Pete, I can't prove what there's no evidence to not see. Okay, but... all right, all right then. Um, but, you know, that's where I think the the super wide open premise here of adventures in time of, wait, we're not going to let you... Uh, do these bad things you can't be trusted uh, the the nature of the character I mean you think of the journey that Loki's been on you know from the the Thor movie to the original Avengers movie as the heavy okay and then all the pathos that this character has inspired I mean one of our biggest supporters matt in uh lmd mary and mary kirk okay uh this is her favorite character and as far as i'm concerned this show is uh kevin feige's love letter to mary kirk (laughs) absolutely i i definitely like that i like that perspective um add to it you know you mentioned um you mentioned certainly thor i'm looking at this schedule here if they wanted to include so fine you know they they had this plan the deal was done for for doctor strange to be in wandavision they backed off it and whatnot um since loki and let's not forget by the way loki had like just started filming like it was maybe 10 days into filming uh when the covid shutdown came um so in the time since productions have restarted um we've had Spider-Man No Way Home get made. You know, it's always a dicey proposition to say, you know, and, and you know, in the last week or so too, you know, it was like, uh, why in the world didn't Falcon and the Winter Soldier cross over with Spider-Man? Because it's the most contentious comic book to film rights ever that involved two major multinational corporations. Like Spider-Man was never showing up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I digress. You've had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange complete filming in the time that loki filmed you have thor 11 thunder filming now so you know if you can get you know if it's just a matter of getting the deal done you know you want to get chris hemsworth to cameo in loki he doesn't need to be in the same room or continent uh, or part of the earth as tom hiddleston is in order to film a green screen thing and say oh there you are in time all right back to my love and thunder you know whatever it is that you want to do as a crossover it's not even you know 
the the COVID wall is down. The you know the the deal wall is less of an issue, especially since hey they're all working. Let's throw in an extra I don't know hundred grand if you'll do this thing. You know, there's all these possibilities there. You know, the show was pitched with the image of you know uh, Times Square and uh, you know the Jaws marquee from 1975. Uh, on the background and, you know, where in time would Loki show up and cause problems? And, you know, we know about the, the swing at the D.B. Cooper thing, which is going to kindle an entire new wave of interest into that, which would be really fun and cool. But that's what we've seen tipped. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Thor and, you know, which as guardians or which other characters that Loki's been directly associated with might pop up. Like I said, you're going to do a Loki show. The speculation of a, of a kid Loki has to immediately be there. We know Mephisto's going to be in there someplace because Mephisto. Um, but you know, is, is there a, a grassy knoll situation in there? All right. Is he going to show up in, uh, you know, Lincoln's, uh, uh, box at a theater at some point, you know, like what are the other things in time he's going to muck with that are, are going to be fun and irreverent and, you know, get people talking. I mean, this is dropping at the perfect time in June where the theater industry is, you know, still trying to get its self back up and together. And, you know, we mentioned the, the big barbell, trailer the other day about you know going back to the movies and everything like this but you know and and that's great and i'm super looking forward to that i'm super looking forward to all those productions but the excitement that has been around these disney plus marvel studios shows i think throughout the industry and throughout culture has people like this is this other thing and you get more of it and you get it in your home and they take deeper dives on these characters and yeah, this might be better. Well, you, you have me wondering, Pete, maybe this switch to Wednesdays is, is, is a more permanent thing. I mean, yes, yeah, there's the obvious Loki black widow conflict, but, you know, Disney as a corporation has a bunch of movies coming out in the next year, uh, as well as Loki, Ms. Marvel, and Hawkeye for the rest of this year, and probably Hawkeye, you know, running into, you know, early 2022. Uh, although, you know, January, always the worst month to release a movie uh, due to, you know, historical low attendance and whatnot. Um, but just the point being, like, maybe Disney Plus has gotten so big that Disney has crunched the numbers and it's like, um, we don't want people saying, do I go see Ms. Marvel or, you know, do I stay home and watch Ms. Marvel on Friday or do I go watch such and such? I mean, my goodness, we, you know, we still don't have a Ms. Marvel date, but we're imagining late summer, early fall. Uh, Shang-Chi comes out in September. We're imagining Hawkeye in uh, November, December. That's Eternals and Spider-Man. I mean, I, Pete, you're making me realize... I think that we've seen the last big letter Disney Plus show come out on a Friday, and it was a couple Fridays ago with Falcon and Winter Soldier. This Wednesday thing has simply got to be permanent, at least for the rest of 2021. 
I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Given that, you know, the only other test case is what happened with Star Wars, with Mandalorian and the Rise of Skywalker, and that Mandalorian moved off that Friday. Um, but yeah, you don't split an at-home and then, you know, theater audience, so it only makes sense. And like I said before, the benefit is we're going to get it two days earlier. So bring it on. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to see this show. Uh, I already feel the, uh, the Jones for our Marvel Studios shows here. I mean, Matt, it's almost been two weeks since Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended, and it feels like forever. <laughs> That it does, and I mean, goodness knows. I mean, obviously there'll be some breaks. There certainly is going to be a break between Loki and Ms. Marvel and whatnot, but you just kind of step back and go, you know, we've gotten these two shows, three, I know Mandalorian was not squarely 2021, but, you know, in the last half year, we've gotten three uh, Disney Plus shows that have been top tier and so forth. The notion that we have three more in the calendar year and four Marvel movies between July and and december in, in half a year that's half, it. yeah and it may never be like this again i think that's the thing the audience may need to temper their expectations we may never get this much in this short a time frame i mean we've had a big we've had a big gap it's going to be it's going to be two years since spider-man uh far from home uh to black widow uh and to think that will ever go that long again. I mean, let's hope we never go through a, a pandemic uh, to the to the scope that we have. And then you consider, you know, what's going on in India right now. And hopefully, you know, anybody listening there is making out all right. And, you know, the, the effort to get vaccinations ramped up and, you know, to, to have people, uh, you know, be safe and everything there. But, you know, it's it's a unique situation. Uh, heaven knows that we have earned it. And uh, yeah, just you think of <laughs> the amount of content, seven, if you can count what if, eight things in the next six months here, uh, just of this year, and then you shift into uh, 2022. So yeah, uh, maybe this is the perfect time, Matt, for Loki to have a, an adventure in time. Absolutely. And I know we are going to have just one heck of a time podcasting it. Um, I know we have our May schedule that you had uh, referenced towards the beginning of the podcast. We have that certainly set. If there's any landmark Loki news, we'll certainly update uh, the feed sooner than the first weekend in June. But uh, absolutely, come the uh, the first weekend in June, we will uh, give one more preview of the series here. Pete, our hopes, our dreams uh, ahead of the six-episode run of what I guess at this point is probably the series. You know, we get to WandaVision. Could it go more than one season? Oh, we get to the end. No. All right, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the one. Okay. Well, okay, no. But they're going to retitle it, but it's going to be season two. Uh, no, then they're working on Captain America 4, so... Can we assume Loki is just six episodes and done? Maybe at this point, yes. And this will probably, again, this will probably be the one where it's like... I I think this one could go more than one. Um, I, I know they've said that they've conceived some as, as multi-season shows. Um, I, I think 
there's enough demand for this character. I think there's enough that they can do. Uh, we'll see. Time's only going to tell. But again, you know, we, we know just a little bit of what we've seen. And then, of course, the, the rumors that uh, abound, of course. And uh, we just got to go through the experience, same as those other shows, to know what's what. Well, Pete, let's keep the conversation going. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,944 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with a ph all one word like it today you can also help us remain entirely listener supported by checking out patreon.com slash fantastic geek also with the ph can't contribute at this time get yourself over to apple Podcasts. leave us a quick rating takes a second leave us a review takes it a little bit longer all of those methods help more people find us as you mentioned before, Pete, on the Pop Culture Podcast feed for this month, we got some more Star Wars, Bad Batch, Superman, Lois, Modoc, Army of the Dead, and some Star Trek. Uh, and we will update as Loki news uh, happens. For now, though, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final word. We are fantastic geek, and we too are burdened with glorious purpose.